Leave me to die on Uranus's cheekbones. I'm getting waves. Episode 27 of WTF Anime, the show that loves you and knows what you're doing it right at this very moment. That's right. I see you doing that thing you're doing. I'm as always your host, Joe, and joining me is Travis. Hey, guys, what's up? It's my birthday month. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Yeah. yeah. And so for your birthday, we're badly describing anime and then making you make bad choices and murder the psyche of... One particular person. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's my birthday month, and we got one of my good, good friends on, Mr. Alan Sells. Woo! Hi, everybody! <laughs> Yay! The Moe equivalent of a Viking himself. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> so, Alan, it's, uh, it's been a while since you've been on. It has! Yep. You were our first guest. Yeah. Our first guest. I was. I was. <laughs> and apparently I have been the topic of much conversation in both good ways and bad. I mean, all the time, because we only talk to people that like you. Although, to be fair, I actually really don't like Captain America that much. I knew it. Because to me, he is, like, I love him being a Boy Scout and stuff, but I connected more with Cyclops. So when I started reading the Avengers, I was like, oh, this is Cyclops, but not as interesting. I mean, he's not a bad character. He's just not my favorite. Okay. This is a uh, Cyclops whose parents aren't aliens and is not brothers with a guy who makes people's blood explode. To be fair, his parents are not aliens. They were humans. The mother is dead and the father is a space pirate. He's not an alien. <laughs> he fucks a lot of aliens. <laughs> I don't really care about Cyclops, so... Um... <laughs> anyway. Uh-oh. Even when you're on the show, I want to offend you. I just want to I would I have it get no that other way. Yeah, but you also want to watch the anime about his life, apparently. <laughs> we all do. Oh, it's yeah. going to be boring as hell. <laughs> He's just at his desk. Why doesn't he do something? Get away from your desk! <laughs> oh, he's going to work to sit at a desk for eight hours! <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what did we subject Travis to this time, buddy? Well... Travis subjected himself to Future Diary. This, this feels feels real wrong. Uh, when, when you keep telling everybody that I did this, this is so poorly described. Who um, remind me, Travis? Who um, who chose the anime uh, based on information given to them? Well, technically, hmm. you chose. Might that have been? I mean, if you want to back it up a step further, who chose the two animes that I'm choosing from? Oh, one of those animes was good. The other yep. one was Future Diary. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yep, and that's what I chose based on the vague plot description given me. Was Future Diaries episode number one? And Alan, you can't tell me that the plot description I gave was not accurate. Yes, he just forgot all the rape. Well, oh. look, there's there's one rape cult. <laughs> that's too many. <laughs> 
A cult? <laughs> yep, a we'll cult. get there. No, we won't. No, we we'll won't get because there. we only watched episode one. We only we watched talk episode about one. Any of the other episodes? I'm going to take my hatred and anger and bury it real deep. Uh, <laughs> if it, leading up to the recording of this, Alan got real thorough. Let's, let's be honest. Let's let's peek behind the curtain. Alan got real. Real thorough to the point that he watched the live action version of this. <laughs> I did. Um, and the thing about the live action version is it was bad, but not in the same way. So Future Diary is bad in that it makes me uncomfortable and squirmy and does things for no, no reason that just to shock and freak you out. Future Diary Another World is bad in that it's cringy and I literally was laughing out loud. Okay, like, I can get, get on board with one of those bads, and it's that second one. Yeah, it's that second one. So, anyways, yeah, uh, if you follow us, you probably follow him, because we all run in the same kind of podcast circle. Uh, mm -hmm. And you've watched his slow devolution as he went through the series and tweeted about it. <laughs> and what's funny is, yes, I was freed. Thank you, uh, thank you, Riley. Um, thank you, everyone in, uh, you know, our hashtag secret project that, that freed me from the curse of future diary. But part of me kind of wants to continue just, <laughs> just so people can enjoy my suffering as I scream about it on Twitter. If you're interested in that, HMU, let me know. Y you know what? A Alan, you are literally volunteering to become me. Don't, yes. Don't, yes, I am. Don't do that. Like, but Travis, I learned from you. I've learned so much from you. <laughs> you probably haven't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so shall we talk about this, yeah, this uh, disaster? Let's kick it off. Let's kick it off. So I guess where we should begin is the beginning, because that seems pretty logical. Mm -hmm. So what we end up with to, to start the very thing is our little teaser, where we just have... It's a really dark setting. There's a girl that is obviously in distress and uh, looking for her mom and dad and some violent murder and then some violent murder. Bloody, bloody violent murder. <laughs> there is so much I want to say about this scene. Okay. But I can't because spoilers. All I'm going to say is my note for this scene. Now, to be fair, by the time of this recording, I think I'm up through episode six is beginning at the end, question mark. Is this really, this opening, you know, prologue is so fascinating. And it just immediately grabs you and is like, hey, this is cool. You need to know what this is. Oh, oh, for sure. Unfortunately, it, it's a lie. It's, it's one of those openings that kind of drops you in a weird in-media res situation where there's definitely something going on and explains zero, which is... Mm -hmm. Exactly what you want for a teaser. <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. just a short, quick cut of, holy shit, what just happened? I need to know. And yeah. mission accomplished uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> on, on, on this little teaser uh, part. And I, I, I can't say anything about it because yep. I have watched this entire show. Wow. Oh, not, not proud of myself, but I, I got through all of it. All right. Um <laughs> Look, they give me my perfect boy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about this opening, shall we? Oh, man. Like the, the opening theme. This may be 
my favorite opening theme that I've ever encountered. It's it's like weird Latin-y chants and Rammstein and J-pop were in like a weird messy threesome and this is what happened. <laughs> it's just gothic and extra and there's German thrown in there for no reason yeah, yeah. and it's just it's like let's name a whole bunch of gods and have everything turn into blood and Oh yeah, the, it, it's splashy and it, it's it's black, white, and red. That is what you're getting from from the beginning uh, of this opening, and lots of blood. But it, it it's it's definitely leaning hard into those three colors, which visually is very dramatic. Mm-hmm. And I loved it because it was it was also kind of frenetic with the amount of motion that's going on in the animation. Mm-hmm. It was it was a super exciting beginning. This show is animated beautifully. I think, I think that's one thing that we should pretty much say up off the front. Um, even though there are some questionable choices, uh, I, I do think it's quite beautifully animated. I, uh, you know what? I'll second you on that. It, this was good. This was good. <laughs> Although I, I am going to ruin the opening for you forever. Okay. So get, get ready and buckle up. <laughs> um, there is, uh, a thing on YouTube where I think it's called like Otaku 101 or 201, where it's basically like misheard anime lyrics. Okay. And for this one, um, it's kind of all of the beginning part of, uh, of the opening. And then it's tea, biscuits, biscuits, fuck this tea. <laughs> and then it kind of keeps going steak fries. It's great. Um, I highly recommend looking it up. It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Tea, biscuits, biscuits, fuck this tea. It's great. A lot of the cool imagery in this comes a lot from the kind of JoJo school of things. Of Very just like, so. here's exactly what's going to happen in this show. And here are all the diary users. And here is some things about their death or where they end up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like really cool. And it should go to a much better show. It really should. <laughs> like it, the, the opening sequence is, is quite brilliant. Now, from everything I've understood from you guys and what you've told me is it shouldn't go to a better show. They should go back and change courses because I'm going to put it out yes. here right now. Episode one, the premise is fantastic. Um, the, the whole thing is fascinating and they could have done such an awesome story with this. And they could have taken it a thousand directions with where they end you up at the end of the episode. And apparently what they did was just the poorest choice. I literally have written in my notes three times so much potential. Mm-hmm. Just so yeah. much potential in this show and so much potential in this story. It's just so fascinating. And then stuff happened to it. And I really want to know what the – like, I'm serious about this. I really want to know what the creative process was. Like, if there was a behind the scenes of this or like an inter- – I, I, I want to look up an interview with the director – because mm. why were some of these choices made? <laughs> uh, and I mean that as a legitimate question, not as a not really as a goof, but why? I, I think I think I can answer this just a guess based solely on the first episode is as they were writing, there was a dartboard involved because <laughs> mm, that's fair. Uh, and there were just different words on that dartboard. And every morning they would wake up as they decided to write a new bit. And they would throw a dart at said dartboard. And apparently, yep. uh, from what I've been told, there's some really unchoice words on that dartboard that j- mm-hmm. they just happened to hit it one day. And there you go. Yep. And there you go. It's it's always felt to me like having watched this show and uh, having Alan explode on Twitter about it. 
it almost feels like the entire show has this super interesting premise and then how can we escalate the shock value I, and i think that's fair um one of the things and i promise we'll move on from this um listeners i promise but the, the big thing to me about storytelling and about you know the creative process whether it's anime whether it's you know western television whether it's movies books whatever if you're doing something for gratuitous shock and if you could pluck it out and nothing changes there's no point for it to be there and there mm-hmm. are so many moments where i've seen up to in future diary that you could remove it you could just take something out nothing would change it was literally just to make your stomach twist or to shock you to the point of desensitization and I think mm-hmm. that's the point, but it almost, well, not almost, to me, it does jump over that line with glee to the point where it becomes pointless. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree, having, once again, seen all of it. <laughs> uh, I, You know what, Af- after this is over, I have to have a conversation with you guys. It, it's just a thing oh, of I'm course. wondering. Yeah, well, of course, we always do after show chat. Which yes, none of you listeners will ever get to hear because we're all monsters wow. and we're not recording. <laughs> <laughs> Yet, I'm the only monster while recording. Yes. <laughs> That's fair. You have to have a good cop, bad cop. Joe is our heel. I mean, it, it works. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you have to have pure evil to, to be able to have pure good. <laughs> <laughs> so after the opening, uh, we get introduced to our main character. We do. Yeah, this fuckbag. <laughs> oh oh man okay even in the I, first episode i hate this guy <laughs> okay hold on i i've got to back up and say where we cut to from here is what i i've watched enough first episodes of anime now that it is literally the equivalent of it was a dark and stormy night in literature i am sick of opening up on a classroom yep i find it refreshing when we don't <laughs> I mean, look, this, this is anime that exclusively takes place in high school. Great. And if you want have, to have some, school, uh, some scenes that are in high school, great. Just for once, don't open up in actual high school when we start the episode. Like in the classroom with the teacher saying something and all the students at the desk and we've got our loner main character that's busy self-absorbedly do, doing whatever they're doing. <laughs> It is literally the literary equivalent to it was a dark and stormy night. That's very fair. And uh, <laughs> in this particular case, Yukitaru, who is our main character, is typing away on his phone and he's writing a diary of everything that happens around him. Yep, and people are commenting about how much of a weirdo he is. And they, I think somebody was going to like invite him to play something and they're like, oh no, don't go talk to him, he's weird. He's he's just a weird boy. Yeah, uh, I think they they put it as he's not that social. Was was literally the quote on that one. And, yeah, I think so. And, but you get the idea. It's the lone wolf. Oh, another original concept for the 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 main protagonist <laughs> of a story: the lone wolf that is the outsider in high school. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm shitting all over this, but this was I I liked the episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we have Yukitaru walking home, and he's just typing shit on his phone like, Yesterday I walked around this rock one way, today the other way. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the kind of excitement that this boy's life leads. Yes. 
And um, we get a bit of narration about him talking about how he doesn't have any friends except for one imaginary one. He neglects to mention the second imaginary friend, but... Yeah. <laughs> She's a girl. She doesn't count. <laughs> she spits corn in his face. Yeah. She's not his friend. What a bitch. <laughs> She's just an imaginary trash monster. So, basically, he goes home. He wraps himself in, like, a little blanket cocoon. Okay, I, I gotta stop you, because as soon as he gets into his room, dude owns, like, ten dartboards on the wall. He does. That is mm-hmm. not a normal, healthy decision or amount of dartboards to own. If you like, it is not. If you like darts, good on you. Play some darts, but traditionally you use one board for that. Not the entire wall full that he has. That's, mm-hmm. I don't know, that visual, it caught me and it it, it threw me off. Uh, because, can you practically design a scenario in which you should own that many dartboards? To be fair, he also has a literal dart case on his hip. <laughs> right, and you can play with dude, one... Dude carries around darts. But even then, you... No, you you can't design the practical scenario. Okay, he likes darts. So much so that he's always prepared to play. But even still, the fuck, man? You are on a watch list somewhere for the amount of dartboards yeah, you, you are. own. Because you are up to some weird shit. That is 100% the bottom line. Yeah, if the rest of the show didn't happen, Yuki would be a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, and that probably would be a more interesting show. <laughs> I had questioned at first if he was, because uh, we're going to get into it, but there's some, there's some, some violent murder there for uh, a couple of scenes in this first episode, and as far as you know, he's asleep while this is taking place, so mm-hmm. for a second I had a running theory that we were we had like a, a oh, I'm going to go to sleep and talk to my weird god friend, uh, we're going to get into that, guys, don't worry, uh, <laughs> while I murder people. <laughs> So the god in his imagination is Deus Ex Machina, because that's creative? Again, in another brilliant flash of creativity from the boys in Japan, boys and girls probably, I don't know, I didn't look at the cast list, Uh, (laughs) of Japan. Mm. When you watch this anime, you're certain that no girls were involved. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) Oh, yeah, oh so unfortunate. His his best imaginary friend is the god of space and time, who is working on something. Some kind of game that'll be, like, real fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And and that's when uh, Mumaru rocks up and, like, spits corn at Yuki. Because mm-hmm. reasons? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know... When you say rocks up, does a weird crawl thing while gnawing on corn onto a bed mm-hmm. is really what you should say. She doesn't just rock up. She does this weird, like, knees and elbows crawl on a bed while straight up gnawing on some corn. Now, I like She's corn, a too. Tiny baby child. Demon? But is she? Did she have horns? She's uh, a corn demon. She's well, a corn demon. It's fine. She is a corn demon. There, there are things later. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that is your journey to take, sir, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if, if Alan wants to watch this entire show, I'll let him. <laughs> so, uh, my note here is Yuki is an idiot. And I'm fairly certain that's because he looks at this god of space and time and says, you know, I'm bored. <laughs> and then the god of space and time goes, oh, I got something just for you. Yeah. Aye. 
So he he wakes up the next morning, looks at his phone where his diary is, and it has a entry from like five minutes time or like a few seconds time that he'll throw a double bullseye on his next dart throw. Yep. Although Joe, you missed. There's a murder that happens in between him, uh, yeah, you, yeah. you telling him I'm bored, and then him waking up. There is a pretty horrifying scene oh like, yeah major props to the voice actress that that played this woman but it was it was scary yeah and yeah and th- then we've got uh, uh uh what's the guy who does sound effects uh i can't think of the, the the title the foley artist there we go the foley artist oh man i don't know what he did to make the the wet stabby sounds but uh <laughs> oh there's a bunch of them there they're real visceral she got yeah, dead. Are. She got real dead. So, how much do we see of the serial killer? I think it's just like the mask and the hat. I think so. Yeah, it's it's barely a flash. I want to say like the long red hair, but that shows up much later. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. But now this fun begins, as Joe said. His phone is telling him things that happen before they actually do. Mm-hmm. In the future, on his diary. diary. Huh? Roll oh. credits. <laughs> they said the so. thing! So the, the next update he gets is that he'll see the TV and they'll be talking about a serial killer who ran through their school to escape. Yep. And guess what? <laughs> it happens. Guys, you know where this is going. Come on. We don't need to lead you here. His phone is telling him the future. Let, let's not be coy. <laughs> it takes him like... S- Four or five instances for him to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's really annoying. The worst part of this, I think, though, is when he realizes that the diary, he wrote down the answers to his test, and he mm-hmm. is cheating in the most obvious way <laughs> yeah. possible. Oh, he's- like, the teacher had to be blind not to see this kid on his phone cheating. Straight up. Yeah, yeah this uh... this teacher with long red hair. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, apparently everyone is just visually impaired. I don't know how tests work in Japan, but apparently you can sneak a phone. Not even sneak. Like, he just has it slightly under the desk. Yep. And apparently, like in other Japanese fiction, you can just have a cat in your desk and cheat on tests that way. I guess they're pretty lax on the whole schooling thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I I feel like, from what I know, this is incorrect, but... You know, we we need this for the plot to move forward, apparently, so it is what it is. Yeah, so there's, I think, maybe just before this or just after this, there's like a little... Yeah, it's just after this, because there's another test. Ha. Uh, Yuki kind of does this thing of, oh, I'm winning at life, I have all the answers, like uh-huh. there are some bullies that are gonna like beat him up because he's too smart. Yep. Yeah, at this point in my notes, I have... Uh, Yuki's a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, he's the fucking worst. He is the fucking worst. But he gets Bishi sparkles when he realizes that he's winning at life. He Mm -hmm. does, but that doesn't make him any less worse. He is, uh, he's a garbage person that's full of himself. For, Mm -hmm. For having all the answers handed to him, he thinks he's the best. That's the worst. So cutting to the next test, we've got this montage of all these things happening in the future. And they're taking another test, and he's cheating again. 
and a girl that we are briefly introduced to before this, um, named Yuno. Yes. Uh, Yuno Gasai is molding something. Like she's got clay in her hands and she's molding it. And the teacher comes up and says, Hey, you need to put that away. It's like a putty eraser or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cheating is okay. But don't you dare sculpt wax at the <laughs> table during a test, young lady. Exactly. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> and she's like, oh, this is just working my mind. It's helping me de-stress. And it's kind of thrown away until a few minutes from now. <laughs> so literally during the test, Yuki is like looking at his phone, looks up, and then uh, Yuno just stares at him. Mm-hmm. So he walks up to her desk later on, and we see, like, this little clay sculpture of, uh, Mumuru. Yep. Oh my god, this imaginary friend that is the god of space and time was only in my mind. Something fishy's going on here. Oh, he's so dense. <laughs> and then his diary reacts in a very bad way. Dedo ind. Dedo ind. <laughs> Yeah, so in this, uh, it obviously predicts when you're going to die, and it tells you exactly when you're going to die. So he just freaks out and runs away. And then Yuno corners him. And then he runs away. <laughs> she's trying to be really, really nice. His diary is updating as he's running, and it's like, she will cut you off here, she will be here, she will be there. And it's really creepy. Yuno is... is uh, this whole sequence is done... Very much like she's going to kill him. This is a murder chase. This is, yeah. this is the, the visual language they are using is this ends only one way and you know what that way is. Not, not even just the visuals because the music's cueing into it too. Mm hmm. And it's, it's worth saying because Yuki, uh, observed things around him, uh, the initial idea for his diary is that it only talks about things that are around him, even though it talks about stuff that directly impacts him because, yeah. So he's getting all these clues of just like, you're going to die here. She's going to cut you off and whatever. So he runs into an abandoned building that's mm -hmm. like under construction and starts taking the elevator. And we get the scene of him like slamming against the back wall and like slumping down and being like, oh, I'm safe. And then, you know, just grabs the elevator door and walks in. By the way, I like the phrase in an abandoned or under construction building that has a working elevator. That's, mm -hmm. uh, that's excellent. <laughs> I, I feel like that's not the first thing that goes, goes into operational mode if you're, <laughs> if the building is abandoned and or under construction. Lazy construction workers, my dude. And we have gotten to the scene that I hate the most in this entire episode. This is the turning point where when I was first watching it go, uh-oh. Mm -hmm. Because she closes in. She gets very, very close. He realizes he has his darts. He goes for one. And she's like, you're not going to do that. And leans forward like she's going to stab him or something and kisses him. And they linger on the kiss <laughs> for far too long. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> and so she pulls away and holds up her diary and, insa and says, my future diary is the future diary of love. Because it has everything that Yuki has ever done written down in it. <laughs> everything he will do in 10-minute increments. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
you know it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and you know what? This is the first time he's ever had a proper reaction where he goes, oh my god, she's a stalker. Yep, mm-hmm. she's a stalker. Um, and, and the thing is, it, it, it's just so refreshing for him to have a normal reaction. Mm-hmm. To go, oh no, this girl crazy. It's It's weird how that works. Like, extra dimensional beings and predicting the future is just like, eh? But girls, oh man! Ugh. Now I'm snapped back into reality, and they're creepy and dangerous. <laughs> Probably the only reason that this show is vaguely famous is because of you know, because she is pretty much the poster child for Yandere, which is kind of an amalgamation of two words uh, that basically mean lovesick, crazy with love. Oh, okay. So the Yandere character is so in love with someone that they will cause physical, mental harm to anyone who gets in the way, or even that person. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. And this is a thing that's celebrated as a trope in Japan, huh? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> that's not bothersome or worrisome at all. Because it happens so rarely, and there are. This is the only character where it was kind of like put to the forefront. It's not a good thing, but that's, like, the only reason I think that this show is heralded at all after the first two episodes. <laughs> it's like, that Yuno crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yuno, he was going to the 14th floor, and she's like, no, don't do that, you go to the 14th floor and you die, so she hits 17th floor. Because, conveniently, from the elevator in the abandoned building that happens to be working, they can see the masked killer with a knife in hand staring at them not quite subtle but this is not night time this is four o'clock in the afternoon like it's still light out oh yeah that, that... <laughs> there is just a masked man with a knife not just <laughs> not like a knife that's a machete i yeah. mean <laughs> that person should be hacking through a jungle not walking through an <laughs> urban cityscape oh one other thing that i think we learn here that is very important Yuno tells Yuki, by the way, diary keepers are connected to their diaries. If something happens to your diary, you die. If your diary is destroyed, you die. Put that in your back pocket. It's rather unfortunate that cell phones are... (laughs) I mean, that's one of the most fragile pieces of modern equipment that we all have. And that's what the diaries are, is they're all cell phones. So, yeah. Could be worse. Could be paper. For example. <laughs> well, I don't know. A hardbound book can take take a little bit of abuse and not necessarily be destroyed. Not talking about a book. <laughs> you mean... Talking about a fucking sheath of paper. <laughs> she has a giant fucking scroll. <laughs> Made of old, brittle papyrus. <laughs> yup! Actually, really yes, because she's a shrine maiden. But yeah, the whole kind of thing with uh, the... If the diary goes, the... Uh, diary's user goes is because the diary represents their future once that is destroyed there is no future for them so death and not in a passing calmly into uh, the great beyond no we're gonna talk about that yeah we're not there yet but we're oh man we're coming we're coming close so they get up to the 17th floor top floor and you know he's still kind of freaking out that he's gonna die and with good Reason, because, you know, he thought Yuno was going to kill him, and now we just have machete-wielding, uh, masked murder person. 
the reason that you know gives that they didn't get off on any other floor is just because eh, she wanted to stretch. Yeah. Like, it's really nice out. Doesn't it feel better to be out in the open? And Yuki's response is, she's insane. And my note is, you've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so they lay a trap basically off screen, which involves Yuki looking at his phone and a video message to Yuno's phone, which is basically showing Yuki where the knife-wielding mass murderer is going to show up. That plan is super clever. Like, I want to give props to that plan, because it, it is something they came up with very, very quick, but it is also very, very effective. It lets, basically, Yuki is hiding behind, like, an out, like a, you know, scaffolding or something, and so he's basically seeing what's behind him. When I first saw this, I genuinely tried to think, I've never seen that. And it's such an obvious thing with, like, camera phones being so prevalent. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, that's such a smart idea. But still in movies we get, oh, I've got, like, a shard of mirror and I'm going to look around this corner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, just check into Facebook Live. Oh, look. <laughs> yeah. So a masked murderer shows up. And uh, Yuki is waiting for his chance for him to pull out his diary. So Yuno just pulls a knife out from somewhere and starts having at him. Because, uh, yep, Yuno loves carrying knives around. Yeah, she does. This seems to track with everything I, I've experienced so far. Like, it hasn't been explicitly stated, but you get you get the subtle rumblings of Deeply Unhinged just from the beginnings. Mm-hmm. It gets worse. I'm certain it does, and I'll so never know now. Worse. So, uh, Yuno basically creates a, an opening, and Yuki throws a dart and hits Bulbazai right through the screen of the uh, murderer's future diary. And then something happens. Something. Okay. The killer's body twists and there's a giant hole in the center and he basically kind of black holes out of existence you mean that's something and it's so cool and creepy and just agonizing looking it is because like parts of him start getting crushed and he's screaming and it's just oh yeah they really don't skimp on the sound design in this no they don't i mean <laughs> not at all and here is where they really tip the hand that, you know, isn't necessarily all right. Because she goes, that's it? That was boring. <laughs> Look, I don't want to spoil nothing. You know knows how to kill a fool. And she knows what it feels like. She's so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they've, they've already started to tip the hand. When you watch a person black hole from their chest out of existence, <laughs> screaming and writhing the entire time, and your whole thing is, you know, I, th I thought there'd be more. That it'd be more exciting. No. No, this is a red and flag. A, a big old red flag. <laughs> let's go get something to eat, Yuki. After we yep. just watch this eldritch horror. Yeah. <laughs> You know what you need? You need some spicy salmon roll to chase away them. I just watched another human being blink out of existence blues. I mean, if you're gonna do it, like... <laughs> That's a good meal to accompany that. Oh, God. 
<laughs> oh man, can, so, we, can we just quit this now and go get spicy salmon rolls together? We'll all meet somewhere. That'd be lovely. <laughs> we don't live in the same country. Well, that's that's. Well, your I don't problem. want to live in this country anymore. Could I come to to England? Yes. Okay. Oh, is that what we're doing? We're moving this to to England. Sure. Let's let's do it. I know an amazing sushi place. Uh, well, then I'm sold. That's all I needed for to move to another country is an amazing sushi place. That's mm-hmm. that's it. There you go. So before we start doing um, travel plans, there's one last bit to finish off this episode. There is. Yes, there is. Uh, we get to the exposition bit. <laughs> yeah. So we learn the rules of the survival this game. This survival game. So we see silhouetted are all of the diary users, and they're all um, they're they're all characters. <laughs> they are all obviously anime standout protagonist looking characters protagonist antagonist like they each have a very unique and different design oh yeah look your your boy pulls off a silhouette pompadour like no one (laughs) yeah that was impressive (laughs) i was like jojo (laughs) yep (laughs) he yeah that's that's his uh that's his diary has the ability to tell the future of when he's going to heal things. You know, I, I would have preferred it was Yoshikage Kiri. <laughs> Joe's or boy. Kira, you know. Whatever. Yeah. There is someone in the cast of Diary Holders who has an obsession with bombs. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, so we kind of had this weird, like, roundtable kind of discussion about the rules of this game. There are a few characters that do not look like humans. Nope. Nope. There, there's definitely some, some animal ear going on up in that silhouette. There's someone who looks basically like a, um, like a funfair mascot. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, not to spoil anything, but that's not a costume. Oh. That's that's this person's real ass head. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen the clip that you sent, Alan. <laughs> Where you're like, wait till you get to the guy. Oh, oh no, that's the best one. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Some trauma should not be relived. And yet here we are. You agreed to this. Here we are. I thought you'd love the Power Rangers. I do love the Power Rangers with with my whole heart. And then (laughs) they do that. And then I have a screen cap of Yuki going, this is stupid. And I'm like, yes, yes. This is the one smart thing you've said all episode. Uh. (laughs) So the basics of this survival game is that all of them have the ability to tell the future in some manner or another. The more you use your diary, the more you become visible to the other participants. And whoever is the last person standing becomes god of space and time. And Deus Deus Mm. Ex Machina Mm. That's the one. Says that yeah, I've got my money on Yuki. For some, he's a why? miracle of miracles because he avoided his dead end. See, now, he survived not dying. Why? Why didn't Yuki just at that point be like, "Deus, you dick! You literally just called me out, like, and painted a target on me. Now everyone's after me." And that's very true. Like the the rest of the scene is basically all the diary keepers, save one, being like, "Oh yeah, you're next." My favorite is, don't die before I have a chance to kill you. Why? You just have to be the oh, last yeah, one that's, surviving. That's third. That's dumb. 
Let somebody else do the work if they want to. Mm -hmm. But one of the shadowy figures promises to protect him. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, one of those shadowy figures is Yuno. Yes. No, because there's two that say they're going to protect him. Oh, that's right. There are two. One in a really creepy fashion, the other in just like, don't worry, I got you, bro. Yeah, I got you. Fist bump. Uh, And as all of these people are logging out, we start hearing, like, the rumblings of the ending theme. We do, yes. Which is which is kind of okay. It's yeah, it's, it's not nearly as memorable. It's not anywhere near as good as the opening. Absolutely not. But that opening, I kind of want to turn it into my cell phone ringtone. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I may go do that. I can do that for you. Biscuits, 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 tea, steak, fries. Now, did you guys stick around for the post-credit sequence? No, I didn't actually. I didn't realize there was going to be one. Yep, there is a post-credit sequence after each episode. And after this episode, it's all focused on Murmur, or Murmuru. And um, essentially in this, she's talking to the serial killer, and it turns out the serial killer is an idiot. And Mm -hmm. dies three or four times before he ever gets to where he's going to be killing Yuki and Yuno, because he accidentally breaks his cell phone three or four times. Mm -hmm. Uh. So it takes... That horrific, like, twisted way that they die and then turn it into a joke. Also, like, completely undercuts, like, the really intense serial killing scene from earlier. Yep. And it's just like, this guy's just a dummy. That's terrible. It just, it bleeds out all of the tension that was built up through the episode. Man, I'm just super dumb. glad I didn't see the end sequence then. Because I got to keep it without that. <laughs> Like, I know it's there, but I haven't seen it, so I can just forget about it. But no, I'm going to hold up my notes to the camera so you guys can see. Literally, in giant (laughs) letters, so much potential. There was so much potential in this show. Oh, yeah. It's 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 like a weird, um, it's like, okay, what if we did the Hunger Games, but it was sponsored by a god, and he just picked random people, gave them a slight window into the future and then said, all right, go. One of you gets to be God next. That's a really weird, crazy, awesome premise. Mm-hmm. And I've watched the devolution of Mr. Alan Sells on Twitter. They missed their mark. They missed it hard. And that's why I will cherish this one episode and never again shall we meet. <laughs> so, Alan. Yes. I've said before that I really want you to swear on this show. I want you to vent. Oh, yeah. What is wrong with this series? Okay. So, here's the thing. They take something that could be so dramatic, so intriguing, so interesting, such a deep mystery, such a, a, a you know, a, a, a real cool insight into the human struggle of kill or be killed or, you know, and what they turn it into is just fucking fan service. And, oh, look, there's, oops, oops, there are my titties, and your face are in my titties, and there's way too much fluids here, and I'm going to kill your mom, except I'm not going to kill your mom, and now your mom wants us to fuck, and it's just like, what in the hell is happening with this show? <laughs> yes! So good. I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm probably going to finish it because I need to at this point. <laughs> Look, what? no, here's the thing. I have to conquer this. I can't leave it. Oh, I will not Alan. let it defeat me. Alan, you've watched six episodes, right? I fucking hate it. God, I hate you've it. You've watched six episodes. 
If you continue, you have 20 episodes of this show to watch. I am very aware of that. Okay, now... <laughs> and I now, hate myself for it, and I don't okay. know what I'm going to do. How, the, listeners, should I torture myself and continue the show, or should I just wash my hands of it and watch more K-On? What should I do? Oh, Matt, do, do you want me to go on this journey with you and we can episode by episode just <gasps> rage at each other? Yes, that'd be beautiful. <laughs> oh, no, the listeners can't see right now, but Joe looks like the happiest anime boy I've ever seen him be. We can do this. Can be like little side episodes, like little mini casts, where we just bitch about an episode of Future Diary. Uh, I have never wanted to podcast anything more. <laughs> <laughs> So this is happening. Okay. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, man, to today, today has been a day of projects, Joe. Today has been a day of yeah. projects. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, this is, this is my new favorite thing. <laughs> Hashtag WTF Future Diary. There you go. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. I'll, I'll come up with a quippy, dumb, punny name for it by the time we do it. Uh yeah. Like my initial reaction is future diarrhea, but I don't think that's right. No, that's that's too that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's apt. It's apt. But I'm so oh man. I'm so excited for you for you to go on this journey with us and uh we get to see everything I love about the potential of anime boys thrown into the worst romance. Into the one chipper with you. And I think I think that's the part that breaks my heart about Future Diary is that when I look at it, there it could have been so much. There there is there are there's the groundworks and the seeds for such interesting stuff. And even in the episodes that I deride and hate, there are nuggets of ooh, that's cool, or ooh, that was an interesting choice. Ooh, why'd you do that? And then it's just surrounded by like rape and fluids. And, and grossness <laughs> and 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 it's just nasty and it's like why 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 is there a rape cult why is there a rape cult that's an important question everyone should ask themselves that if you come up with an answer please let me know because i ain't got one creator of mariah nikki why rape cult why rape yes. cult? somebody somebody tweet tweet at whoever that is i didn't even pay attention and just ask them i don't know why why for this why for this well, since I don't want to talk about Future Diary anymore, seeing as coming soon to WTF anime, fucking <laughs> Alan dies inside. But I take Travis along with me and you get to laugh. It's all for you guys. Uh, this is what Alan, Alan is winning, willing to do. Hell, hell in a handbasket. <laughs> Alan and Travis skip along. Yep. Hand in hand. Yay. Yay. Oh. So with that, Travis, do you, do you want to do, do this next time thing? Yeah, I guess I could. Next time on WTF Anime. So we have another bad description of shows for uh, Travis to pick from. Okay. But I'm going to pass over to Alan, Woo. who I sent these two shows. He has never seen either of them. I haven't e I have not. So, option A. Okay. A, a ragtag group have misadventures on the high seas. They're also pretty chummy with the Russians. Okay. Option 
Did I say B? I said A, B. I don't want to say one and whatever. Option B, two dudes take jobs no one else wants. Mm. Okay, like, of the two, the more interesting of those two, just because it has uh-huh. more description, uh-huh. is the first one. Is that your final Yay. answer? Uh, I've got to because th- that second description is just... It's like a one-sentence blurb that doesn't mean anything. That that could describe so many things. All right. So I did my job. You're welcome, Joe. Uh, you guys will be watching hey. Black Lagoon next. Okay. This is show that I fucking love. Okay. Am I going to hate this and you're going to love it? Or how? No. From what I'm reading, I think you're going to love it. Fucking love it. Hooray, I picked correctly. <laughs> what was the, the other, other one? show mm-hmm. was Gangsta. Gangsta. Yep. Oh man. And the idea sounds... is it's two two mercs that basically do jobs that neither the police force nor the mafia want to do. And that doesn't sound terrible either, but it could also be meh. I think you've made a good <laughs> choice with Black Lagoon. All right, cool, cool, cool. I'm happy with that. Yeah. That's a birthday win. That's a birthday win for me. Birthday win. Woo! Well, I didn't put in a uh, a trap this time. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that means... Uh, the first one wasn't a trap either, though, was it? Or did I pick yes, it was. the first time? Okay, this was a no, trap. No, I, tr- I was trying to get you to watch Harahi Susan Mia, because I thought you'd hate it. Oh. Well, yeah, you pretty much know. would. <laughs> but then you making this choice, again, will reiterate that you made Alan watch this show. But hey, it spawned a spinoff. It, we it can did. thank Future Diary for that. We d- we won't be thanking Future Diary for this. There will no, be no we thank yous. <laughs> no, there will, thank yous. there will be lots of alcohol. Oh and yeah, lots oh, of buddy. screaming. <laughs> yeah, you guys ever heard Alan Sells get all slurry and sweary on a mic? You're about to. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fun. So for for Black Lagoon, we're going to be watching. Episode number three, Ring Ding Ship Chase. And because I've been accused of this by Travis, unfairly, uh, watch the English dub. <gasps> okay, English dub. Because there are Russian chicks, a Chinese guy, Colombian cartels. Yeah, wh- I've learned yeah. if there's going to be any kind of accents, I just need to find the English dub because they don't believe in accents in <laughs> Japanese voice acting. It is not a thing they do. So, yeah, I'm good with that. Cool. Uh, that being said, we did our next time on. I think it's time to hit up some business, sir. Yes. So, if you would like to talk to the show, we are at WTF Anime Show on Twitter, or you can email us on WTF Anime Show at gmail.com. Use either of those avenues to send in recommendations for anime we should watch, or if you would like to become a guest as proven we'll have literally anyone on especially if you don't even know what anime is yes that's the those are the best kind of guests um and if you'd like to reach me personally i can be found at the joe hadfield yeah that's me dumb travis where can they find you all right uh on the twitters you can find me at dice lobber d-i-c-e-l-o-b-b-e-r and remember if you're tweeting at the show and you want me to actually interact with you as well you gotta include me i don't run the wtf anime show twitter account that's joe so 
tag me along with if you want me in the conversation. Uh, so I'm done. Let's pass the ball to Alan. Alan, what you got for us, bud? So you can find me on Twitter at Alan underscore cells. Um, I also do uh, quite a few podcasts, uh, many more than I ever originally intended. Um, I am the game master of Pokemon World Tour United. Um, I am a cast member and frequent game master of the Cool Kids Table. Um, and I also do Hard Reboot with Matt Holdley and Jake Mason. Um, Jake has been a former guest of the show. And I think by the time my episode airs, Matt will have been too, right? Uh, Matt is a future, future guest. Future guest of the show. Oh, um, time travel. Future diary, Ooh. Alan. Son of a up. Lock up my phone. Put it in a vault. Um, but where <laughs> well, smash it? Where we basically uh, dissect and uh, reboot uh, old public domain properties. So yeah, my other ones are actual play RPGs. Uh, so if you're interested in that kind of stuff, check it out. You know what? You're you're forgetting one amongst your credits. The future credit of watching this show and yelling loudly into a mic as we cry. That is very true. <laughs> that is very true. Because that, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. So, Alan, thanks as ever for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It was amazing. <laughs> Always a good time. Yeah. And uh, we look forward to having you on for... A, like, future diary shows, and uh, B, maybe some other episodes in uh, Travis's birthday month. Check your phone. What's it say? (laughs) It says, happy ending. (laughs) (laughs) That means you're going to make out with a pink-haired chick in, like, a metal trash bin? What? (laughs) What? I, I don't know. You, Spoilers. No, no, no we're, we're done. We're done now. We're done now. <laughs> Everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. And you're gone. Oh, but you're back. Oh, and you're muted. I'm muted? Now you're not. But I don't see your face anymore. Uh, you're Travis just broke hangouts. Woo! (laughs) So, when you talk, it unmutes. Yeah, it unmutes, but we don't see your beautiful face anymore. And that makes me a sad. That's, uh, that's weird. I, I don't, I don't know why that is. Uh, it shouldn't be that way. Uh, my mic isn't set to mute. I don't no, know. No, we can hear you perfectly well. Like, there's no problem hearing you. We just can't see you anymore. It's weird. Hold on one sec. Because I can see you guys just fine. Also, I put a picture in chat. You did. I saw it. Have a look. Now, which one's which? Uh, Uranus is the tall one with, with the good, good cheekbones. And Neptune is the one with green hair. Mm. Neptune is my favorite Sailor Scout. Oh, okay. Um, see now. I just have a penchant for for ladies of the the Asian persuasion, anyways. So I, I'm all good with all that right there. And the thing is, they're both hot, but in very different ways. Yes, and I love it. It's just so good. Yeah, it's good stuff. They're it's- just so beautiful, and I love them. <laughs> Joe's like, but when can we talk about silver-haired Asian boys? <laughs> they're well. These are they're lesbians. That does literally zero for are, Joe. Are you, are you waiting for my <laughs> approval? Like, you know I approve of all of this because, yes. like, 
Sailor Moon. Okay, I'm you, so you... glad that all of us have been recording because this is an excellent bit. Yes, yes it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> you got to miss the part when we were recording with Jake and Joe yelled at us for being straight because he wanted to talk about boys for a second and Jake and I could <laughs> add zero to that conversation. <laughs> What the fuck? We, we, we weren't talking about Digimon. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, let's see. What all did you talk about on that episode? You talked about wrestling. You talked about wrestling. You talked about Bobo, 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 Bobo briefly. You talked mm. about... I think we. I think it was during the pre-show we were talking about wrestling. Mm. And I was just like, oh my god, isn't someone cute as heck? Maybe we were talking about ACH's butt. Maybe. Yeah, Jake did say he had a good, good butt. He does. That he had a recognizable butt. That's what he said. Yeah, I, I couldn't add to anything in that conversation. And, and Joe, like, was like, fucking, fucking straight people. He's <laughs> 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 like, this, this is real weird. I, I don't, I don't judge anybody for their sexuality and now being judged. This is, this is weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so y'all ready to sync up before we get too deep into it? Yeah, because we're going to go down a rabbit hole if we keep this up. It's what we do. Uh Mm Uh-huh. That's why we're friends. Yay! Yay, friends! Friendship is magic. It is magic, goddammit. All right. Okay, so everyone finished dicking around. No, but let's go anyways. 